Nice buns, soft, fluffy, and ultra low net carbs. Discover Hero Bread, the delicious ultra low net carb bread with incredible taste and texture. Hero Bread has zero grams of sugar and is under 100 calories per serving. Plus, high in fiber with 5 to 10 grams of protein per serving. Order from Hero.co now and get 10% off your first purchase with promo code AH10. That's 10% off with code AH10. H-E-R-O dot C-O. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. And it works everywhere I write. Summarizing a doc only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. This is Tom and Bach. Coming at you live from Koppel Chevrolet GMC Studios in the heart of Lincoln, America, on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Here are your hosts, Tom Stevens. I'm not commenting on that until I'm ready to comment on it. Jake Bakoven. You watch the game. You figure it out, huh? What do you think? Tom and Bach starts now. Ever tell you my Bo Pelini story, Bach? I don't know. There's probably several Bo yeah. Pelini stories. Well, I I remember encountering. I went down to uh, downtown, um, and I would sometimes go to the pressers. But Bo didn't know me. Um, but I saw him at Starbucks one day, and I go, "Hey, Bo!" Like expecting him to acknowledge me because we had met before. But then remembering, he's not going to remember me. Yeah. And he just gave me this blank stare, like, "What the hell?" <laughs> <laughs> I wonder. You I can't wonder, just say hi to me. I don't know who you. What are. the hell? I mean, that had to have happened to him more than once. I mean, he was the football coach at the University of Nebraska, and I kind of enjoyed that. That was his reaction. Like he had, <laughs> like, what? What do I? What I? What do you want me to say? Hi. Yeah, I, it's his. my book. Plenty of stories. I was following. He'd always run in the bottoms. Um, oh, you just go for the jogs. Ru- the the, uh, the the Russian bottom. Yeah, and uh, and I would walk back and forth over that bridge. My friend lived down there, so I, I just, lived down there. Yeah. yeah, so I'd go to I'd go to campus that way, and uh, he he was like he was running, and then somebody stopped him. They said they knew it was Bo uh, Pelini. So uh, took a picture, uh, and uh, it's <laughs> he just took the picture, and then he started walking away, and he said that must be annoying. He said he just turned. And I said what? I said <laughs> I said oh I, uh, that just that, that's probably annoying. He said yeah, and then he just kept running. <laughs> <laughs> and that was uh, my only really encounter with Bo Pelini outside of the media. Yeah. I miss him in a lot of ways. He was awesome. Yeah. The whole open to that segment, uh, what do you think? That's my, <laughs> my favorite. Uh, you were there. What do you think? He was, yeah, and especially for media, it was just great for content, right? I mean, right. he's always, he's saying something or yeah. reacting one way or the other. There were certain people that he liked. He's, he seemed to like Sipple. Yeah. Uh, he didn't like Dirk Chatlin at all. <laughs> no. <laughs> he was not a fan of Dirk Chatlin. Um, or the freaking fans uh, at times. You can say that. Or the athletic department. Or the athletic. Well, I think <laughs> Fairly, he, I think he, he liked uh, when Tom Osborne was there. I don't think yeah. he liked uh, Sean Eichhorst as much. Um, I think we heard. I think he's had some choice names for Sean Eichhorst by the end of his tenure here. I think a lot of us did. <laughs> well, by the end of Bo's tenure. By the end of Sean's tenure, yeah, we did. Uh, yeah, Sean was not a good athletic director. 
It was no. uh, it was never a good fit. But I do feel good about Trev Alberts, and uh, he had his radio show last night. And one of the things that he talked about is by m- mid January, they're going to send out feelers. Um, just they're going to renovate Memorial Stadium basically within the next fifteen to twenty years. They're always working on stuff, uh, but I think that's one of his his big things is to make Memorial Stadium more fan friendly, more accessible. He understands that the sellout streak is in jeopardy, and you know probably will be for the rest of his tenure. So you you think of creative things like you know giving tickets to youth groups uh, or underserved kids. That's a great idea. Uh, but you also have to make Memorial Stadium, maybe maybe it's beer. Maybe it's just making the seats wider. Uh, but he wants the suggestions. He wants feedback on the renovation from fans. So it made me think, what do you guys want? I mean, if especially if, like, money were no object for Memorial Stadium. 464-5685, Sutter Hamid text line, Honda of Lincoln hotline. If you didn't have to worry about you know, if you had Warren Buffett finally step up and say, here's a billion dollars, do with it what you will. Uh, and you can make all the renovations you want or just tear the thing down and rebuild it. What would you like to see at Memorial Stadium, Bach? Uh, I think the, the the easiest answer is, is like the NFL stadiums have some something to lean back on uh, yeah. for your, yeah. your seating. Chair backs. Yeah, chair backs. Um, and and I, I've said it before too. I think you could do some very cool stuff with that. Like have any, you know, anybody that's been an all-conference player kind of have their own seat yeah. and their yeah. own stuff kind of etched into those seats. So I, I, I think yeah. that could be really cool. Um, and I, I think that's, you know, I don't know. Yeah. It might lower. It would lower capacity, but um, I think it would make everybody a little bit more comfortable. It's probably time to lower capacity. Yeah. Maybe from ninety to eighty. Does that sound about right? Yeah. Uh, maybe seventy for you know, if you really are going after comfort or. Maybe you want a, a picnic area, you know, that yeah, you see some child's area, or uh, something. a child, a children's area. Maybe you eventually want a place and some stadiums are doing this where you can go bet on the game. That would be pretty sweet. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> that's probably never going to happen. That's the last stadium to get that done. will be uh, Lincoln, Nebraska, an probably. area for beer where it may be you just cordon it off and you can drink in that area, but you can't drink in other parts of the stadium. Would you be interested like in a Tampa Bay type pirate ship? <laughs> yeah, let's get a, what would it be what would nebraska be a giant corn? i don't know just be a big thing of corn like a, a row you get it yeah a row, a row that looks like it's corn oh that would be cool yeah like the student section just has corn right coming out of growing it growing out of their heads yes that'd be intimidating a row of corn i think that it would be perfect in the student section or like you know, Georgia does have between the hedges. We could just have between the corn, and that's oh. where Nebraska comes out of the corn. How cool would that be? <laughs> We're leaning into the corn thing a little much. You could, but. I, I, I know I like the idea. I think you're onto something. The growing corn along the sideline. Yeah. Uh, by the way, it's been announced uh, the spring game will be April 9th. Uh, Trev Alberts has one of the things he announced on his show. That's earlier than it has been uh, in the last nine years. I want to say for a long, long time they want to do it early. Uh, because they want to get it in, and then uh, this is the year, and I think it's a couple of years outdated, uh, they're going to finally change the turf at Memorial Stadium. So you'll see brand-new turf next year. Is for it the still going to be like dark green, light green, dark green, light green between every 10 yards? I don't know. I, um, that was hopefully, cool. I want to see some corn, though. I do. <laughs> I, I want to see between the whole – I think it between the hedges, between the corn. Yeah. Uh, that's fantastic. That's a great idea. See, that's the type of idea that I want. 
uh, from you on the text line, 464-5685, if money were no object, I'd like to see a retractable dome. Yes, with no object. Yeah, that'd be great. Yeah. I mean, and again, if Warren Buffett steps up, does his job, gives us a billion (laughs) dollars, that's not going to be a problem to get a retractable dome. I I think it'd be a great draw. Uh, You know, if if it's too cold, why do we always have to be tougher than everyone? Oh, I remember going to the Michigan State game when it was 14,000 below and we all had our shirts off and it was great. No, it wasn't great. It would have been much better if you would have had a retractable dome and it would have been 70 degrees inside there. Yeah, I think a dome would be cool. Um, I think that's a lot of money. <laughs> so that's definitely a money worth uh, no object. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, that'd be cool. Um, I, uh, I always thought that Mile High Stadium looks like you could put a roller coaster on top of it just to go around the whole stadium. Yeah, I don't know how safe that would be, but that'd be pretty a cool. A roller coaster? Yeah, kind of like, kind of maybe not such a intense one, yeah. but maybe one that just goes around the stadium. I love that slowly. idea. Yeah, I love that Where's idea. A, See, uh, now you're thinking outside train? the box. I once told Mayor Mike Johans, uh, the city of Lincoln, way back in the day, back in the '90s, that uh, there should be a roller coaster going around the Capitol. Yeah, that'd be fun. I, I think, see, but Memorial Stadium is even better. I think. Uh, somebody points out that the dome won't work with the balloon release very well. Well, they're getting rid of the balloon release anyway, aren't they? <laughs> Not officially, it's, but it eventually. kills the birds and the fish. Yeah. But you could open the thing just for the balloon. Just release. for the balloons, yeah. Or they would all get stuck up there. <laughs> or that's the perfect way to keep the balloon release yeah. alive oh. is you just let them get stuck up yeah. there and we'll take them down at the end. Or you could just let them be trapped up there and then just start firing at them with uh, some cap gun or something. See, no, that'd like be that. cool, yeah. That'd be fun. <laughs> uh, I just think uh, somebody wants to see natural grass. Would you like to see natural grass like Oklahoma has? Because everybody raved about it yeah. this year. Mm, yeah, I, I guess. I think players would love it. Players would love it. I mean, even though... The synthetic turf of today is so much better. Like AstroTurf was just like I'm heard. I heard it was like it was falling on cement. Yeah, it was pretty rough. It was terrible. I mean, it's it's hard to believe. It's almost Neanderthal now that you think about it. The guys <laughs> were playing on cement basically. They, it was just carpet, uh, cement covered carpet. I mean, that's all it was. It was carpet on top of cement. Um, anyway, I don't really get into that argument so much. I, I know some people would. Maybe for the long term, if you're building an identity, you'd rather have turf versus grass. But I think it looks pretty nice the way it is. Uh, Untamed uh, Texter says uh, the roller coaster is every Saturday. It's just the roller coaster of emotions there. Oh, that's a pretty good one. You get that? Uh, <laughs> thanks for coming out. Try the wheel. <laughs> Tip your waitresses, but don't knock them over. That's what uh, that's it. Do you think you could do like a. Uh, Five minutes stand up routine, like uh, yeah. I mean, have open, you ever done that? Maybe open mic where there's have not you, so much pressure. On I've you done it. Do well. I, I've done it a few times, and it's it, it's sometimes there was one time it worked out pretty well. Like you're the guy that introduces the comedian, but they expect you to do two minutes. Oh yeah, of something that's entertaining. It doesn't necessarily have to be stand up. It could be just talk about your family, some funny story, that yeah. type of thing. Then introduce the comedian. Best men have to do that a lot, right? They have to do the speech, right? Right, and I've never been good at that. I, I yeah. hate it, actually. But I was actually the guy. We, Funny Bone had just opened in Lincoln, and I was working at a radio station, and I had to go down there and promote KFMQ night is what the night was. And uh, I actually introduced the MC. So uh, I introduced the guy that was kind of the comedian that had a few jokes, 
but he mostly introduced the rest of the comedians. They would keep bringing him back up on stage, but I oh, introduced yeah. that guy. So I had to, <laughs> I had to have two minutes of uh, stand up. Make a joke or two. I uh, so talked about my my crazy family. Yeah. Uh, I don't remember anything. I remember it was family related, but it, it wasn't very good. Yeah, I had to, I had to say something for graduation. Um, at the J school, we had like some sort of like celebration. You uh, expect to say how'd something? That go? Not very well. I made a joke. Nobody laughed, and I just went, "Well, that was a joke." Uh, and then they kind of laughed, give me a pity laugh, and I go, "Well, okay, uh, I'll, that, I'll be done." Did you do <laughs> your own wedding vows? Uh, yeah, but not not in a, a joking manner. <laughs> no, I I, th- I threw in a few jokes uh, with my wedding vows. Nice, uh, a little love, a little you know comedy. Yeah. I mixed it up, and it it played very well in the room. You were there for my wedding. Yeah. You were not. Uh, the the we only had like a very few people at our actual wedding, and then we just did the big party, right? The uh, and so that was really the fun thing. But yeah, I, I, that was the, actually the best thing that I've ever done live in front of a studio audience uh, that I can remember. So uh, there you go. Uh, other things that uh, Trev said last night. Um, he was asked about the special teams coordinator that Scott Frost eventually may hire. He wouldn't say. Uh, but he did say he thinks um, he said this. He says, I know what Scott Frost plans, uh, what his plans are, uh, and it's a very good plan. Uh, he's got uh, some work to do in the special in that specific area. But I think in general, there's uh, there's common sense and logic to his thinking. What do you think Scott Frost ultimately does uh, with the final coach? Is it a special teams coordinator exclusively? Is it a special teams coordinator slash running backs coach? Is it a special teams coordinator and then Ron Brown does the running back coaching behind the scenes? Uh, what do you think happens? Well, it's really weird, line? and especially without there being an announced hire, you know, maybe you do think that it's 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 weird to decide. Is it from is, is whoever it's going to be? You know, is it is it Bill Bush? Is it is it Ron Brown? Guys yeah. that are kind of always already in the room. But if you did, if that was the case, why wouldn't you announce it yeah. already? Um, so you know, and maybe there is the idea to wait to tell the players what your final decision was. Um, but I th- I think that I think that they're going to have somebody be a, a special teams coordinator, um, and then have somebody else be the you know the either whatever whatever it is the wide receiver slash yeah. running back coach. T- <laughs> give another yeah. give another title out there for. Uh, uh, for your uh, new hires, um, maybe running, you know, maybe tight end slash running back coach for Sean Becton. Um, but uh, I, I, that's the way that I'm leaning. But I wouldn't be surprised to see also maybe some staff shake up on on defense or something like that yeah. that would open up the possibility. Um, I, I just don't know why. I just don't understand the, the waiting period other than perhaps waiting to tell the kids yeah. what you're choosing and they're yeah. not back from Christmas vacation right. or whatever yet. Well, it sounds like uh, what well, you've got Donovan Riola. He's your uh, offensive line coach. It sounds like Mark Whipple will be the, well, he obviously is the offensive coordinator, but also the quarterback's coach. It, uh- nice buns, soft, fluffy, and ultra low net carbs. Discover Hero Bread, the delicious ultra low net carb bread with incredible taste and texture. Hero Bread has zero grams of sugar and is under 100 calories per serving. Plus, high in fiber with 5 to 10 grams of protein per serving. Order from Hero.co now and get 10% off your first purchase with promo code AH10. That's 10% off with code AH10. H-E-R-O dot C-O. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. 
And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Uh, Scott Frost will be the CEO, but I think there's room for him to take over running backs if he wanted to do it that way. Uh, he certainly understands offense and defense at a high level. He knows what he, he wants to see from his running backs, I would assume. Yeah. And then you hire a special teams coordinator. But as you just said, it doesn't make a lot of sense that if you were going to hire Bill Bush, why hasn't he already been hired? He's here. That doesn't make sense. Yeah. And, even, and it's also, I don't know. I don't know if I'd love that idea because I know Bill Bush has a great resume and, you know, but I just feel like if the, if he was around the program, maybe they could have cleaned it up. Maybe it really is to the, the point of detail of getting out on the field and being able to do that stuff during the game day. But I would think I, I just felt all along and I said this all along is that I don't think the special teams being fixed is going to be done from within the room. Um. I don't think they have the. I think that if they, if they could have, you know, used the knowledge that they had there, that it would have been fixed. And um, so I'm interested to see kind of how all that plays out. Um, it's just it's it's been fascinating uh, this whole off season just to kind of see, you know, which way they which way they go because um, there's a lot of different choices. You know, kind of reading up on some of the hires that they ultimately went with, yeah. kind of their process of doing it, uh, kind of dove into the analytics, interviewed different guys here and yeah. there. Um, and just, you know, how impressed they are with um, their new hires. It just it makes you wonder, is that guy coaching a bowl game or what's kind of going on? Right. It, it doesn't make any sense. If it's Bill Bush, and I've heard that still speculated, that it'll end up being Bill Bush, that doesn't make any sense to me as to why he's not already uh, the special teams coach. If you hire a running backs coach exclusively as your final hire, I think this whole state will explode. I think, <laughs> I think just – just blow up all at once. I don't think that will be a popular decision by Scott Frost. Again, Trev Alberts mentioned that he, you know, he knows that Scott has a plan. He likes the plan. Uh, He thinks it's, you know, logical and that it fits. Uh, So the only logical plan for me is to hire a full-time special teams coordinator. And if he also wants to deal with running backs, fine. I mean, maybe you could do both and you get the extra help from a guy like Ron Brown or Scott Frost on the field. Um, I don't mind if Scott Frost doesn't coach any position. I really don't. I don't need him to be the quarterback coach or the running backs coach or to coach wide receivers or help out with tight ends or anything like that. I need him to be a great CEO to him. I mean, that's that's the big reason you hired Mark Whipple is to trust him to do his thing. Let him go do it. I understand there's still going to be some influence, and Scott Frost will sit in on the meetings and have suggestions if you want to throw in a wrinkle or two uh, that he has used. Uh, but – I mostly want him to deal with fires that may in some cases not even be immediately about the game plan of football, but making sure that you know your guys, you're recruiting your guys, re-recruiting your guys all the time, Uh, that you don't have the big roster attrition that we've seen over and over and over from Nebraska football, Um, that you make sure that guys know you care. I don't think that's always – I think COVID hurt that. Um, but we know the story about the the Florida players that didn't last long. I, I think he's got to make sure that those things don't happen anymore, that Nebraska wins the day in roster development. It, I mean, if they're going to make this thing work, especially with the recruiting class that they just signed, they're going to have to do it through the portal. They're going to have to do it through getting to know their players and evaluation and all those things. If you want to spend time on evaluating guys in the portal, I'm totally in with that getting to know guys in the portal. 
I just don't think there's a lot of extra time for game planning and maybe even being a running backs coach or, you know, a coach of a position group. Yeah, I think that takes away from the, the goal, the whole yeah. idea of trying, you know, of what, you know. I mean, you had to say, if you're going to give him another year, you have to kind of set up a plan um, for why this was going to work and, and sell it. And that's what they did. And then so Scott Frost is moving to the CEO role. Now, if you kind of go back on that, um, it's, uh, you know, it, it's kind of, it, it kind of defeats the purpose, but maybe it's something that you're that, that they do decide to do. I don't think yeah. it would necessarily, um, like you said, there's some concerns there about timing and because they, they have to get this done in you know eight months or whatever yeah. it is before they go out on the field. Um, so, but still, I wouldn't be I wouldn't be too hurt if, if Scott Frost had some on-field coaching to do with the position group. I know it takes away from the the idea, yeah. um, but I, I mean everybody's got to kind of come together and get this thing done. Um, and he's got to lead that group. And, and, you know, some of that leadership skill might be balancing your time management there. Uh, this is off the text line, four, six, four, five, six, eight, five, Sutter Hammond text line, Hondo of Lincoln hotline, same number, get rid of the inside linebackers coach that opens up a position. Uh, I don't think there, there has been some talk about that, that do you really need an inside linebacker coach and an outside linebacker coach? Uh, Mike Dawson. Um, they're not getting rid of bear root. That ain't happening. Uh, He's a legacy guy uh, for the same reason you kept Scott Frost. Mike Dawson is a different animal in that uh, if he would choose to stay, he's done that before, leave to the NFL, uh, he's going to always have opportunities, I think, in the league because he's coached in the league. Uh, But I don't think the duplication at linebacker is enough for Scott Frost to say one of you has got to go. I don't see that happening. Uh, yeah, and they're asked to do different things in the three four, so it kind of makes sense yeah. to have you know differences between outside linebackers and inside linebackers. Um, but I mean that is the that is the defensive shakeup that I that I always allude to yeah. without kind of calling for it or saying you know you know whose job that you would take away from there. Um, but it is it is a job that that could be shifted over. I mean you only have so many you know on field coaching positions, and that's that's the problem. You can't just hire as many yeah. as you want, so um you gotta find a way uh to make it work one way or the other um and yeah. I don't know if it's always you know some of this stuff, whether you know it's it's maybe Travis Fisher yeah. interest in the yeah. off season he's had it before, maybe this is the time for him uh to leave, so it's not always just on Nebraska's yeah. you know, yeah. so we'll see i mean i think I think you might have some changes still. As the you, you always have off season changes throughout the months that you don't expect to, right? We yeah. all want to see what the yep. plan is for next year, but things will change until we get to August. Four six four five six eight five. We're all warmed up. We're an hour into the show. Let's take a couple calls. Uh, Brian, hi, Brian. Is he there? Uh, hey there. Two he comments here. Okay. Uh, with regard to special teams coach, really the question should be: How can you not hire a special teams coach? If you look at the last season. It caught well. A caught you Michigan State game. Probably caught you the Iowa game. Probably cost you the Oklahoma game, and hurt you in several other games, including, if memory serves correct, starting right off the bat with Illinois. I think there was some drop punts deep in the territory. So, with the margin of error with our talent level, you know, special defense, as we've seen, can be the difference between win or loss, and it would be a big-time head-scratcher if there's not a special teams coach. The number two thing I was just going to say is, with that being said, priority number one, in my view, should be between now and the end of the next you know, signing period, which is February, 
Nebraska better upgrade their talent uh, in the portal or however they can do it. They're losing their best defensive players with Doman and Britt and a couple of defensive linemen. They're losing their best receiver, their best offensive lineman. They're losing their starting quarterback, who is also, if, I, if I'm correct, correct, their leading rusher. No. They have a ton of talent upgrades that they got to get done. So right along with the special team coach hire is a number one priority is talent, and they got to get on it. Yep. And uh, that's my view. Yep, and hopefully that's what Scott Frost and a guy like Mickey Joseph is doing. I mean, he's your talent evaluator slash recruiter on the staff. Not that other guys can't do it. I think Tony Tuioti is a very good recruiter. I think, you know, all these guys uh, recruit uh, pretty well. Uh, but they need to knock down and open up a few doors that they haven't checked into uh, so far. That I, I can't argue with that. Uh, on top of special teams, uh, you got to you know find talent wherever it's available. Whether you're talking to the portal or you know you still have one more signing day in February. Uh, but back to the special teams thing. I mean, if it's Sean Snyder, I think we all would have been happy. If it's Ricky Brumfield, maybe. Uh, if it's Bill Bush, maybe. Uh, I just don't know if it would be Bill Bush. Why we? Why are we waiting so long? Uh, do we still have uh, Matthew waiting and Hickman? I believe so. Uh, take a call, quick call from Matthew. Hi, Matthew. Hey guys, I hey. appreciate uh, taking the call. Appreciate the show. I got a question from Bach, man. Uh, you've made this comment a couple different times, and and I've called in to try to get an explanation on what you mean. Uh, the week prior to the Iowa game, so the bye week. Uh, the media was calling, hey, if there's going to be changes, the changes need to be made now. You know, what are we doing? Blah, da, 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 da. I mean, I've listened to your guys' show and the station all day, every day. Um, but as soon as those changes were made, the comments were brought up. Well, why would they play when the administration gave up on them, when these coaches gave up on them? I've just been intrigued and interested to hear uh, the explanation behind, you know, you guys saying that. Love to show up. Hang up and listen. Appreciate it. Well, yeah, thank you. I, I think the modern uh, college football, the angle, the idea was, of course, to get kind of those those guys in, uh, kind of get a plan move forward. It was, it was basically to show that Scott Frost is going to stay, right? And so you kind of had to um, have somebody fall on the sword, and yeah. it was those offensive coaches. And then hopefully once, you, you know, if you can get those guys out quicker, um, the idea was to, to get, you know, for recruiting purposes, um, you know, kind of get the right people out on the road to, um, to convince, you know, you don't have it'd just be really weird to have coaches that you know you're going to get fired to go out there and recruit um I however I mean I just the reason why I say that is because I have a different view on it than maybe what the rest of the media does or kind of what what was sold to us through the modern day of college football and why they made that move is that it does show me that you kind of gave up on the season because the focus did turn to 2022 at that point in time I wouldn't have made the choice to keep Scott Frost at three and seven. I would have let it play out and see yeah. what you know what I thought at the end of the season. I always think that's the best yeah. way um, to go about it. And if you did, I don't know if you'd have the same choice. But um, so that's why I say that. Yeah. And and you know I, I think it's happened before. I think the 2017 season uh, when people talk about that team giving up on Coach Riley. Yeah. The administration gave up on the team before conference play. Right. They fired the athletic director. The writing was on the wall for the coach. Right. So you know it. It's it's not it's not to paint them in a bad light. The athletic department um, because they have to do what they have to do, and they position themselves with their timing um, to you know maybe that helped get them frost to begin with. Or, yeah. You know, but the whole yeah. thing is you know kind of just positioning yourself to f- future recruits or future options in the coaching ranks. So I understand that, but to me it's 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 just obvious. 
and it, it it's just it's right. kind of there and people want to ignore it but it is kind of a, a giving up from the the athletic department yeah. on that particular season and it's happened twice yeah. now i i thought frost maybe should have been let go as well unless you do what trev alberts did uh okay we're going to need some of that buyout money back right. in fact quite a bit of it and we're going to need to reduce your salary by a million dollars a year uh, if if I'm putting something in, and I am, I'm giving you another year at least to coach at the University of Nebraska. You need to put something in the middle of the table as well. Shove your chips in there. Uh, and uh, Scott Frost proved to me that he was willing to do that. Um, how are these coaching changes going to work out? I have no idea. I have no idea. Uh, but I feel like at least the athletic director limited uh, the gamble on his part because by making Frost also divvy up a little bit, take a little bit of the risk here. I don't know. I mean, I think it's probably still a long shot uh, whether this thing is going to work or not. Um, but maybe we'll see some more clues when we get a quarterback in. Or, you know, the clues yeah. will trickle in in the offseason. But and, it's very, it's just a very strange yeah. place to be because, yeah. you know, I, I again, now we're, we're talking about, as we talked about with the handoff with with uh, with uh, Schaefer and, and Happer, is are you going to go out and get a quarterback to win um, today, um, as opposed to building for the future because they need to win immediately? Yeah. But I keep going back to the whole reason why I thought that they were it was time to split ways with Martinez because yeah. what is that showing for the future? Yeah. You know, I I, I think you ha- you need a mix of things for me for yeah. this to be a success this year. Of hey, this looks like it's taking off yeah. in the right direction, and hey, we've hit the the you know the win limit or whatever it was for this particular yeah. season to keep Frost going. Uh, I want to continue that conversation, and maybe we'll dip into some other uh, topics as well. But the next quarterback, how much will that tell you about where this program is headed? I mean, we're all waiting on that transfer. Uh, is that guy going to tell you? Uh, be the compass for Nebraska football. Let's get to break. Come back with more on Tom and Bach. You're listening to Tom and Bach. Watch live on Facebook, YouTube, or Twitch. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich, flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today. 